We tell stories that from the outside could look like sad stories. But when you learn about the families, when you hear the story, when you hear the purpose and the joy, you realize they are not sad stories at all. They are happy stories. If we can learn what everybody deep down really needs, maybe we can learn to serve and love on each other better. The majority of our guests will be special needs related, but that's not all of our guests. We are going to have some guests that really don't have any special needs, but have been through something tough. We're hoping that this podcast can bring hope and joy and hopefully make you laugh a little bit. And even though it's not always easy, it's totally worth it. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the Totally Worth It podcast. This is episode number four. I am Amy Gayhart, and I'm joined by my baby daddy, John Gayhart. Yes. (laughs) So episode number four. So three are out there in the world. Out. What have we learned? Amy G, what have you learned so far? Three episodes. Well, I did learn. I've actually listened now. Great. I'm glad. I know. We need listeners. I know. Um, I realized after this last episode that I say a lot of words that people may not understand what they mean. Yes. Like what? Like they mean something in our family, but others may not. Okay. Give give an example. Like hoopty scoot. Hoopty scoot. Everybody knows that. Do they? Don't you? Do you? (laughs) (laughs) We know what a hoopty scoot is. I thought everybody did. It's whenever you can't think of someone's name. Hoopty scoot. <laughs> That's it. So all you people, now you know what hoopty scoot means. Very good. Okay. Good. Good clarification. Any other words? Mm, that's about it. <laughs> I can't think. Um, can't think of any off the top of my head. But that stuck out to me. Well, after episode number three, here's what I learned. Okay. I don't sound like I'm in a restroom anymore. <laughs> Last week, my blankets worked, my comforter worked, my foam worked. I'm wrapped up in styrofoam. Yeah, we haven't had a comforter on our bed all week. <laughs> I know, but it worked. The other thing I learned is we asked a favor this week, and mm-hmm. we, ha- we, don't, we try not to ask a lot, but we asked once we got on Apple Podcasts, Yeah, we asked people to go give us a rating on the mm-hmm. five-star rating and to leave a review. Mm-hmm. I was really shocked at how many people did it, but even... <laughs> Really? I mean, thank you guys, everybody yes, who did that. thank you. But I'll tell you, the reviews that people wrote, like, I was kind of expecting a favor. Like, oh, great podcast. Oh, we love it. Oh, thank you. There was such heartfelt, like, genuine reviews, people writing on there. I mean, I was shocked when I was reading them. Like, it was so nice. People yeah. were so Nice. So people seem to message me more frequently than they do you. Not sure why. Maybe it's mornings with Mabry. Maybe it's something, but just really kind words. And it's like our heart for what we wanted the podcast to be is happening. Yeah, because as we're going through these first few episodes, we are really in a discovery phase. Like, are we doing this for the right reason? Right. Is it reaching people that need to hear it? It's not only for entertainment purposes, but also for comforting and for being with the village and for letting people know that they're not alone and see, and then with some funny stuff kind of mixed in. Well, that's respite. Yeah, that's respite. You know, that's a little break from the everyday. But to see those reviews, like I can just read them over and over and it tells me that this podcast and the work that goes into it is totally worth it. 
Oh, John, I see what you did there. <laughs> see what I did there? Good okay, <laughs> this episode, we are so excited. We hope that you enjoyed part one of Andrea Mitchell last week. Isn't she great? You will love part two. You would think that there's not any more that we could talk about. I promise you, it's awesome. The end of this episode will be part two of Andrea Mitchell. Amy and I have a few things to share before we get to that. But first, I'm going to give a shout out to one of our podcast partners. The Abled Movement is a nonprofit organization that exists for two reasons. First is to raise awareness that we need more opportunities for adults with special needs to live out their joy and purpose in community on a daily basis. Second is to raise money for organizations that offer these opportunities to help them promote and build the programs. Both the awareness and the funds are raised by selling awesome awareness t-shirts that have positive and uplifting messages. These shirts are super comfortable and make great gifts for friends and family. You can order shirts and learn more about the Abled Movement at weareabled.org. All right, Amy, now it's time for our segment called... See, what had happened was... Okay, I'm going first, and I need to talk... Wait a minute. We have not had an award show this week. I know, but I've got something along those lines. Oh boy, here we go. I need to talk about Justin Bieber. Okay. Okay. He's one of your favorites. Well, I've I've always been a little bit mixed on Justin because I liked him when he was like the child. The baby, baby, Love that song. Oh. Definitely one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I liked the childhood pop star, teenage, early years Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. Then he was kind of like a little bit off the rails yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Um, now he's back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he just released an album called Changes. And it's his first album in in a couple years. It's going to be his first tour in a couple of years. But what I want to talk about is he recently, like this weekend, did a sit-down interview that was amazing. Okay. So it's with Zane Lowe. Zane Lowe has a radio show on, um, on Apple Music. So I actually can't link to it in the show notes. You have to have Apple Music to do it. But if you have Apple Music, search... Justin Bieber interview, or the interview is called Changes. And I've even, you know, when Justin was a kid, Mm -hmm. he was kind of a proclaimed Christian. Mm -hmm. He grew up in a Christian household, had some of those values. You don't know where he stands and and definitely haven't known where he stands over the last couple of years. This interview had been pretty well publicized through Apple Music. And so it was something that people that I could see people waiting for. And Justin threw down the gospel. Hmm. It was unbelievable. There's some things. So I encourage everybody to to go listen to this interview. It's actually broken down into five parts. Part two is the real one that you need to pay attention to. If you only get a glimpse of it, go to part two. As Justin talks, fundamentally, we have some differences Mm -hmm. in, in our beliefs. But the foundation that's there is like aligns very well. And what I hear, I don't know, Justin, obviously, I don't see what he does on a daily basis. I I do kind of want to know. I I definitely want to know. It sounded genuine. I have no idea if the way he acts and behaves backs it up. Right. But here's, I just, I put some highlights of things that he said Mm -hmm. that just blew me away. So he said, Zane asked him, so this this album changes is about him kind of changing his lifestyle. He just got married. Mm-hmm. And Zane asked him, What sent you 
into this change? What initiated this change to bring you on this new path? And he said he changed when his perception of who Jesus really was changed. Hmm. And as he kind of went through that, he said he had been living in shame from his past, but now he's not trying to earn God's love by doing good things. He's already received the gift of forgiveness by accepting Jesus. And he is just throwing it down and going on and on and on. He said if he hadn't found Jesus when he did, he doesn't even know or want to know where he was going, where that path was leading, because he was in such right. a dark he was spot. Way, way off. The rails. off. Yeah. And then the last thing that I want to uh, that I want to mention that he said is, and this is actually that part two of the interview. The title of part two is this quote. He said, "He found me in my dirt and pulled me out." Nice. And I was just like, I was at the gym, I was listening to this interview, and I'm like, I kept, I was rewinding. I'm like, dude, it's throwing down the gospel. We are all about sharing a story, turning it into a testimony because of the impact that it can have. Right. And I don't know what he behaves like when he's not in this interview, mm-hmm. but there's going to be people that hear that interview right there and he can change lives just because of his platform. So I was like, dude, I became a believer this while, <laughs> <laughs> while I was listening. Hey, well, when you finally get to know him, can you talk to him about his mustache? <laughs> Because I don't we think do. Jesus would want that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> it's not. A, I'm not a fan. Uh, and he was sporting. The interview is. It's a video, I, and he was sporting the stash. He ne- it needs to. Go- it's just unfortunate, Justin. If you're listening, <laughs> he definitely is. I think he left us a review. Hey, could you? Yeah, could you? First of all, could you go and give us a rating? Five stars. But, but second of all, could you go shave that mustache? <laughs> Goodness gracious! All right, Amy G, what you got? Well, our family, we love Morgan's Wonderland. That place is awesome. Yeah. For those of you that are not in Texas, Morgan's Wonderland is an amusement park for special needs kiddos and adults. And adults and the siblings and the friends because there's like, it's fun for everybody, but it's accessible. So we went years ago. Gosh, maybe. Right when it opened. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they had the train. And they had a few little splash pads or something, you know, something like that. But it has just like blown up. It's really cool. We haven't been in a few years. It's been a while. Because Mabry's not been so great. We could go and leave her home though. That (laughs) place is cool. We could. Well, listen to this. They're doing Morgan's Wonderland Camp. They're building a camp about 20 minutes from the existing location. Mm-hmm. It actually goes side by side with the TPC there in San Antonio. Yes. Love that and place. so this camp is going to be over 100 acres. It's going to be unreal. And what I love about it is that it will be able to hold 525 campers at one time, but it's special needs and typical. Really? Kiddos. Together. Together. It says it is a barrier-free environment where campers can enjoy outdoor fun to the fullest. So they're going to have weekday, like maybe it says anywhere from one to 10 days stays. So it can be a weekday, it can be a weekend stay or a week-long stay. But what I love is that they are focused on inclusive recreation. Um, They're going to have a multi-platform zip line. Oh, wow. So if you're in a wheelchair... 
you can roll up this thing and it says it it says if you must rely on a wheelchair for mobility just imagine the thrill of being able to zip line through the rugged and scenic kill country oh my gosh how cool is that and if if morgan's wonderland is behind it it's going to yeah. be top notch top yeah. quality so it's going to have a stable for horses and horseback riding hiking trails that are wheelchair accessible bike trails for two wheel and three wheel bikes. Like they're just thinking of everything. We're going to have to kind of watch and see how they handle difficult Mm -hmm. behaviors. behaviors. That's always something we kind of keep our eye out for. But John, if you'll remember when we went all those times, one thing was it was so affordable. Yes. It was like the person with special needs gets in for free Right. And family is all like five bucks. Yeah. But a bottle of water was a dollar. A hot dog was a dollar. Like everything there was like extremely affordable. It wasn't normal amusement park pricing. This article here says like nonprofit Morgan's Wonderland and the Inspiration Island, which is also the water park that we haven't been to. Right. Admission fees for Morgan's Wonderland camp will stay affordable. Wow. So it's just really... It's going to include a 5,500 square foot health center with round-the-clock medical assistance. Does it say when it's supposed to open? Mid-2020. Mid-2020. We need to put three kids on the waiting list. Right. Can we send all three? Well, here's what's cool. So Valero, the gas company. Based out of San Antonio. Right. They are the big sponsors of the Valero Open at the TPC there, the PGA Golf Tournament. Yeah. Valero, the company itself, donated $15 million to this project. And the CEO and the COO, both of their families, donated $2.5 million each. No so kidding. $20 million total of the $28 million project is from Valero. I'm going to start buying all my gas from Valero. So, how you doing, Valero? <laughs> no kidding. You can call me at four. I'm just teasing. But how cool is this place going to be? I'm excited to see. The uh, Valero CEO and said that they are happy to make just an investment in inclusiveness. That's just such a great Golly. word. Yeah, so investment I can't wait to see. Um, Morgan's Wonderland has done it right. From everything that we've seen. Yes. So I I can't wait to see how they handle. Because usually when I look at a program, I look at how they serve the most severe Mm -hmm. with behaviors and how expensive it is. If Mm -hmm. everybody is truly included. Um, And so it looks like they've got the affordable thing worked out. But I'm just really hoping to see. Um, that they have options for those with behaviors. And if so, we are all in. in. Yes. I may be a camp counselor. Can I be a camp counselor? Sweet. You have to take Mabry with you. <laughs> no, 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 on a different week. Not when she's there. <laughs> different week. Yeah. She's got her camp But I just love this. Guys, if you don't know of Morgan's Wonderland, go check it out. It is so fun. And this um, Morgan, who the park was created for, is a special needs adult. And her dad created this place for what's her. the name of the camp morgan wonderland camp so what's the you're reading from a website or what is that this is just from their website it's a press release on okay, the morgan so go wonderland. look up morgan's wonderland yeah i seriously be... i've always wanted to be a camp counselor here you go johnny that might be my chance this might be it yeah so i just thought it was really cool i loved that it was because we have i mean we send mabry to a camp that's just for special needs 
you know, but I love the idea that it's together. Yep. Like that is truly the inclusiveness. We love. Yeah. We love that inclusion. All right, Amy G, it's time for our segment called... Well, isn't that special? You are up first. So, if any of y'all have been watching Mornings with Mabry the past week to week and a half, Homegirl has been getting up early. Early. And it's funny because I get messages saying, why are y'all driving around? And, you know, why are you up so early? Well... Let's be honest, it's not because we want to be (laughs) up so early, but it's because, and for those who aren't in the special needs world, they may not realize, but um, those with autism and like Mabry, a lot of the SYNGAP1 or SYNGAP kiddos have trouble sleeping. So um, Mabry gets up super early. And when she gets up, she's ready to go. She's ready to go do whatever she just dreamed about, which is usually a boat or a train or a fire truck or a police car or a horse. Yeah. And when she's awake, I mean, we see her when she's awake, her mind is running 100 miles an hour nonstop. So I imagine when she's asleep, it shuts down maybe for spurts here and there to allow her to rest. We see it when she's getting tired and going to sleep. But the minute she rolls over in the morning, it's like that mind is racing and she's ready to get on to the next thing. Right. So one day last week, she was up at 2.45. And y'all, that just flat out hurts my feelings. It's rude. It's disrespectful. <laughs> I, I, that day was a day that I had to get out early. So when I have to get out early, I sleep in the guest bedroom. Uh-huh. And then I sneak out. I put all my stuff, like change of clothes and everything, in a different room, a different bathroom. It's a covert operation that yeah, we so have I, to run. I sneak out and try to get out without making waking Mabry up. So I don't go in that bedroom. I don't go anywhere near there. Yeah. But on my early mornings, like that day, my alarm was set for 4 in the morning because I had to do something. Who knows what? I got up at 3.45 because I was I couldn't sleep anymore. And when I got up at 3.45... Hold on a minute. You got up at 3.45 because you couldn't sleep anymore. Yeah, I was having... It was a rough morning for me. But not as rough as it was for you. <laughs> because when I walked out at 3.45, the lights were on and the TV was on. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then the minute I walked out, I see you post on Instagram. And I'm in here like on this <laughs> side of the house. And I'm like, oh boy. Oh boy. This is not good. Yeah, so... What here's what really hurts my feelings is then on Saturdays I get to sleep in because John, you take over in the mornings and Mabry slept till six forty five. Hmm. We did keep her up till like eleven thirty. Didn't we keep her up late? Not no, that no, that night. was a different night. Yeah. But anyways, I'm just kidding. I am not bitter at all. It's just it just happens that way that Luckily, right now, we're on a streak where the past three or four days, she's been sleeping a little bit later. And there's something different, too, when we're, if she's sleeping with me, it's almost like she knows I'm, if she, if I'm still asleep, it's maybe like she knows that we're going to have a little bit of a lazy morning or the day is different. When she wakes up and it's with you, she knows, let's get in the car and go get yeah. a milkshake or something. I don't know. Right. Something weird is going on, but it's definitely different. Well, anyways, for those of you guys that are wondering, no, I don't choose to be up at that time. And we drive because, one, the car is really calming for Mabry. 
I don't know what it is, if it's the vibration, if it's being in her harness, the, you know, the pressure of the harness, just going and moving. Because when we're moving, she's constantly seeing things. And it's constantly, that's what she likes. She's like, stimulated. She's very stimulated. So her mind gets to race because we're, you know, passing all the stuff that she loves. Mm-hmm. Um, and she always likes to be on the go. And she loves drive throughs And so if she can make that happen in the morning, that's what she wants. And if I choose to not take her in the car, then it's just... It's pure hell for me yeah, because she's tapping me. I know that sounds ridiculous, but if someone taps you like. It's like that drop of water on the forehead. Yes. Culture. It's like, yeah. yes, it's yes. Yeah. Um, so she, or she's pulling my covers, you know, <laughs> I will get you. I will fight somebody when they start pulling my covers. Yeah. So anyways, that is why we are up in the morning and driving because it's just easier that way. Yep. Yep. So for me this week, the my story for Isn't That Special is this Sunday we had a great day because for those of you who know and who follow us, we don't get Mabry out in public places very often. She doesn't let us go to church a lot. We definitely don't go to restaurants. And Sunday, we got her into church. Yes, we did. Because we had good friends who she loves that are some of her people mm-hmm. that came and picked us up and walked her into church. And once she's in, she's good. We just have trouble getting her in. And then following that, with that same family that night, we got to go out to a restaurant for a birthday dinner. It was so nice. The son of this family, who are our close friends, turned 18. That 18-year-old is one of Mabry's boy crushes. She (laughs) loves him. And and, he just happens to drive a Mustang, so that might have something to do with it. Anywhere he is, she'll go. Well, this So we got her into a restaurant, and my buddy, the dad looks at me and says, man, it is so good to see you guys out. And I got to kind of just take a deep breath and said, you know what? It is so nice to be out. I think we've been had her out in a restaurant once or twice in the last year. Yeah, it hasn't been much. And on top of everything, it was a hibachi restaurant. Yeah. And having Mabry at a hibachi table is like... It's even it's better than having a five year old yeah, at a and hibachi table. It she is hysterical. At we all will of it. post the video of Mabry at the hibachi because it was hysterical. Oh my gosh, it was, it was so, so funny. funny. So that was so Sunday was an amazing day. It was good. So Johnny, what you digging this week? This week it's not anything that I'm really digging, but something that I learned about only today, and I started researching it, and I got into like a wormhole. Have you? And it might not even be new. It's new to me. <laughs> guys this could go anywhere this could have come out in like 1990 hold on hang on to your hats here we go have you heard of an app called cameo no i have heard of cameo okay but don't even look don't even look don't even look like i like i'm (laughs) late to the party is it an editing app no Oh. This is, it is an app and you can pay celebrities. Yes. Okay. To send like a happy birthday message. Yes. I oh have my gosh. Seen so this. then I got in a wormhole of searching people and how much and how little and how it's cheap ridiculous. and how expensive. So I searched a couple of people that I know you either dislike or like just to find out how much money they were. Okay. Okay. So like the starting people, like the people you've never heard of that There's are like- YouTube people are like $10. Oh, yeah. There's some cheap ones. Hey, we should should get that unboxing kid. You know, um, the kid that 
he's the highest paid YouTuber around. I don't he's know. like eight years old. I don't know. Well, Slater, it's his <laughs> arch nemesis, and he doesn't even know it. Slater gets so mad at this kid. So, Gilbert Gottfried? Oh, good gosh. <laughs> you know, he's one of my kryptonites. $160. To call and say happy birthday? He's not calling you. He's recording a message saying happy birthday or congratulations or something like that. One of your favorites, Brett Favre. I, I love me some Brett Favre. 500 bucks. Hmm. For a big fan, that would be cool. Yeah. Troy Not- Troy Aikman? Hey, Troy. How you doing? 700 bucks. Okay. I think Troy, the, you could do better than that. The most expensive on there was, I saw Snoop and <laughs> Jenner. Bruce Jenner. No, not Bruce Jenner. The makeup girl. Oh. The daughter. Why Kaylee. Can I, why Kaylee? can't I think? Kaylee. Where's- Caitlin. No, not Caitlin. Definitely not Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why you know who I'm talking Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. So Gosh, they, y'all. So they were like 2500 bucks. Huh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Do they really need $2,500? But, but here's, where I was, here's where I really wanted to go with this. I think we can create our own service, and it's Amy G sending messages as the people that you impersonate. <laughs> and we so can who do- can we offer? We can offer... Marshawn Lynn. Marshawn Lynn. Yeah. So give a happy birthday from Marshawn Lynn. <laughs> Well, they can't see me. I, I know, but do your best. Seeing me is... <laughs> we can't. We just can't. I okay. Do. We got, we'll record a message of you. <laughs> Visually, we're going to record a video of you doing okay. happy birthday from Marshawn Lynch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> who else can we put up there? Little Wayne. Little Wayne. We can put Amy G. Okay, so who, whoever wants to hire Amy G to do impersonations yes. of Lil Wayne and... Marshawn Lynch telling your kid happy birthday. And Steve Spurrier. <laughs> and Steve Spurrier. <laughs> I have a broad range. You get all three for $1.99. <laughs> oh, that would be a classic. All right. It's time to turn over to part two of our interview with Andrea Mitchell. And it, it's it's a really, really cool wrap-up to our conversation. I want you to pay special attention. It's towards the end of our conversation. If, if all you want to do is fast-forward, it's fine. It's worth it. It's like in the last 10 or 15 minutes of our conversation, I ask Andrea the question. All right, Andrea, if you were talking to a mom of a brand-new diagnosis of special needs, what advice would you give her? It was, yeah. I want you to hear, like, I'm, I've got goosebumps thinking about it because it's so powerful. So listen to Andrea, listen to how she answers this question, and I'm telling you that, uh, that you'll love it. Before we get to Andrea's interview, we're going to give a shout out to one of our podcast partners. And hey, if you know of anybody who would be interested in sponsoring our podcast, please have them email us at johnandamy at totallyworthitpodcast.com. The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey is a place where girlfriends gather to talk about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Each week, my girl Jamie and a guest invite you into their conversation, and you will be inspired, encouraged, and pointed to Jesus through every show. Be sure you check out The Happy Hour every Wednesday, and now on Fridays too. Don't miss their special edition, Your Last Decade. Looking back on the last 10 years and ahead to the next 10. Visit jamieivy.com to learn more about the podcast. 
Jamie Speaking and Books. That is jamieibbey.com. All right, we are back on the second session with Andrea Mitchell, continuing from last week's interview. And so, because it's just that good. Just that good. <laughs> or she talks a lot. We're not totally sure. <laughs> so last week, Andrea, we learned all about Ella's diagnosis, the early years with Ella, and a lot more fun, st- a lot more fun stuff. Um, and right? how we all have our feelings hurt, sounds like. Everybody's got their feelings hurt. Last week. <laughs> Which is the complete, I hope, folks, I hope that that is not what you took away I from. hope they're sitting I in my seats. I hope things go well. So my question to you, Andrea, is you've got two boys that are younger than Ella. Yes. How did it affect yours and Joe's plans or trains of thought of getting pregnant again after Ella? So um, we talked about the fact that we were kind of in this bubble of not knowing too much. And I think, again, that was God's grace because we got pregnant with William, um, our second, right around Ella's first birthday right before we got the diagnosis of cerebral palsy officially. And so you were pregnant before you got that diagnosis. Yes. And Same I, with us. I really yeah. think like, I don't know that that would have changed anything, but I could see it being like, oh, maybe we should wait a year. It was also when we got her cerebral palsy diagnosis, um, when they told us to put a feeding tube in. So we were dealing with, you know, what we felt like were huge setbacks with Ella medically. Um, but we were already pregnant with William And I've been asked probably more times than probably any other question is, were you ever scared to have more? Mm -hmm. And it just never crossed my mind. I knew we were going to have more than one kid. We never went into this going, well, let's have one and we'll see and maybe we'll have more. I wanted four boys um, going into marriage. I thought Because you get to order them. So that was That's a good plan. A lot of yes, That's yeah. Pretty demanding. Yeah. God thought that was really funny. <laughs> um, but I didn't want any. I was super dramatic and boy crazy and all of those things um, as a girl, and I just had really strong feelings, and my feelings kind of come bubble out. And I thought, oh, boys are easy. Boys are. By the way, that's not true. It's not true. <laughs> but I thought that boys would be just rough and tumble and sports and all the things. And so I wanted four boys. So I got a girl and then I got a boy and I was thrilled, thrilled for Joe that he finally got a boy. He could do all the boy things with thrilled that honestly, he wasn't a girl. And so I wasn't replacing Ella Hmm. with anybody else. I wasn't going, well, I can't do that with Ella, but I can do that with so-and-so. Um, I prayed hard that he would be a boy. Um, which I thought was, you know, originally just because I wanted boys, but now truly because a sweet friend of mine said, God doesn't do swapsies. So it wasn't like God was going to replace all the dreams I had with Ella with another girl. And, and then we did wait a while to have Jonathan. We waited about two and a half years, mainly because I wanted someone to not be in diapers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted someone to be able to walk and someone to be able to communicate. And if it wasn't going to be Ella, then I needed it all on William, sweet, sweet William, who was created to be her little big brother mm-hmm. and our big little brother. He's bigger than her. And he's bigger than you, isn't he? Bigger than all of us. I was about he's, to say. He's, he's a giant. He is a giant boy. With a big heart. And so I needed him created exactly the way he was um, to really for my sanity. And then about two and a half years later, he potty trained the week that Jonathan was born um, never looked back and is just, um, and then Jonathan was born and he came with his own set of, um, 
(laughs) irritations and difficulties. And we just, you know, moseyed right through them because we were like, well, you're not seizing, you're not near death. We're not having to, you know, (laughs) do anything major with you. So we can kind of take these all in stride. Um, and so, yeah, I, we were complete after that, uh, mainly because I just don't deal well with uh, postpartum uh, and my body doesn't do well with pregnancy and um, postpartum pregnancy. So we said, that's the three. We're, we're good. It's funny how you said you're not seizing. Isn't it funny how having your oldest as your special needs makes all the things with your second to like... We say around here, are you bleeding to death? Yeah. Okay. And then we're good. We do yeah. that actually a lot. Jonathan um, does have some allergy issues. And so he had hives and I was like, he's fine. <laughs> and Joe's like, I, I, I think they're spreading. You really should take it to the ER. I'm like, he's, I really don't want to go to the ER. <laughs> like it's almost like pick straw, like draw straws on who has to take a kid to the ER. Cause we've been so many times, usually by ambulance with Ella but which almost makes it worse when you go through the front door, it takes a lot longer. It when does. you go by ambulance, it's like it the does. red carpet gets rolled out for you. So I was like, we're really not at the ambulance place. <laughs> I really don't know if I want to go. I don't know how many times I have hollered at the boys. I do not have time to go to the emergency room. Y'all cut it down. Cut it out right now. I've said it over and over again. I have no desire to go to the... I'm like, if you break something, because I don't feel like going to the emergency room, we're not going. We're not going. (laughs) So we're going to sling this up. Yeah, I got about 24 hours, so I'm probably going to feel like going to the emergency room. We've got a walking boot. We've got a sling. Whatever you need, grab your medical supplies. We have crutches. We have plenty of band-aids we can string together. We're not going. So the boys were just... They are a huge gift. I cannot imagine how sad I think my life would be if it was completely centered around Ella. So the boys are a gift because they really give us so much outside of ourselves, so many great conversations, so many great teaching tools, both that God uses us, God uses to teach us, and that God allows us to teach the boys. Um, Ella is wonderful. We love her. She is um, created exactly the way that she's supposed to be. But I just think without the boys, our lives would be missing so much. Um, and God knew that about us. And that doesn't mean that that's for, for some people, all they can handle is that one special kid. And that just feels like it overwhelms them. For me, I almost need the distraction of the boys mm-hmm. so that I don't get overwhelmed by Ella. And they're a huge help. When we for one, of them, one of them's more of a huge help than the we other We have ones. the same situation. One of ours, big help. <laughs> That youngest struggles. Unless it benefits him, not much help. Yeah, Amy and I will negotiate on, okay, one of us has to go here and maybe has to go. Okay, well, I'll go, but I got to take Jack with me. Yeah. No, 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 I can't lose Jack. I got to have Jack. (laughs) I'm not going. Or I'm going without Amy yet. 110%. So if we, Ella is so physically, um, just unable to really kind of control her body. She can walk holding a hand, which William can do now. He's strong enough and tall enough that he can walk with her holding her hand. Um, And there's the two of them together. He's not great on balance. She's not great on balance. (laughs) The two of them together are questionable. But Jonathan can't. Mm -hmm. So if William's at a basketball tournament or if he's gone for the weekend or if he's doing something and I have just Ella and Jonathan, it's like really not helpful and not helpful, but could be. Yeah. It's like neither one are helpful, but one has the ability to be and isn't yet. So yeah. 
it's hard when you take that, that helpful one away and the one that really will keep eyeballs on her or really does entertain her or doesn't mind sitting next to her and being drooled on or leaned on. It's crazy too when you take one, depending, it doesn't matter which one, but when you take one out of the dynamic, how different your day or your night or your weekend can go. It's crazy. Yes. And no one ever takes Ella out of the dining Right. <laughs> so it's always one boy or the other boy ticket. Because Ella just doesn't, I mean, she doesn't go to grandma's house. She doesn't, because, I mean, I, our sweet parents adore her, but they're in their 70s. They mm-hmm. can't physically manage her. So she doesn't go for the weekend or she doesn't go to, we haven't quite gotten our arms around like a camp or anything. So we just don't One time her. we had Mabry spend the night. At Monica's? No, 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 no. When we had to clean out the garage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seriously. We had to clean out the garage, and we just had to get some stuff done around here. And she doesn't let us work here There's, at the house. It just doesn't happen. That's why our Christmas decorations are still Beautiful. out on the porch. Because we, we just can't. We just don't have a lot of time around the house to get stuff done. So we decided, yeah, we're going to take a weekend. It took five families. From Friday to Sunday. From Friday, like, at three or four to Sunday around noon. Mm-hmm. took five different families to handle that not at our house yeah so where Mabry and Ella are different where we've learned a lot of their differences is Ella is easygoing um 99.9% of the time in a either bored mood like some kind of teenagerish or happy she just she doesn't get mad or upset very often um and so Ella is easy to manage personality wise but her body doesn't function so she's you know, the size of a 13 year old girl. And, you know, it takes a lot of physical, you know, strength to just manage her day to transport her um, around. Um, where Mabry has a lot of opinions. Uh huh. She has the ability to voice uh-huh. slash in, in insist. Ge- insert, insert her uh-huh. opinion into your face uh-huh. so that it's not questioned. Um, and then let you know how she feels about you um, accepting or denying her opinion. Hmm, that is such a um, politically correct way to say that. So because of that, Mabry probably um, is physically and emotionally exhausting, probably at a rapid rate that people love having her. But then they're like, OK, you can <laughs> in doses. In doses. Yeah, absolutely. And they love a- helping y'all. Abs- yes, but it's a lot. And we get it. We get it. It's a lot. <laughs> we get I mean, it. Great and that's why, that's why we don't ask that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a year ago, maybe, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we don't ask very often. So, you know, when we do, it's because we really, really need it. And people will do it. Always. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that is another reason why having a village is so important. Those people who will stand in the gap with you, who will take... An overnight. Is it going to be hard? Yep. Are you going to get to sleep? Probably not, you know, but we can do hard things, you know. And so just jump in with that family and offer the help. And, you know, even if it's for an hour, offer the help. But I think I I can see some of us going, no, no, I mean, it's just too hard. Like, you don't have to. Like, I'd hate to put that on you. Yes. And so it's almost having that village that's willing to go, no. That hurts my feelings that you don't trust me enough with her. Mm-hmm. So I want you 
I'm forcing you to give her to me for a couple of hours because I know as a good friend you need it, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to allow it if I don't insist. Mm -hmm. So I'm insisting at this point as a good friend that you let me be a good friend because I can see you being someone that goes, no, I mean, do you know you're going to have to go to bed at like six o'clock at night (laughs) and you're going to have to get up at six o'clock in the morning? Like, do you really know what you're getting into? Like, Who gets to sleep till six o'clock in the morning? That sounds nice. (laughs) Well, I think John did last (laughs) week. Two days in a row. It's true. It's true. But you're right. You're absolutely right. Here is a prime example of that. Yesterday at church, I was sitting, well, before church started, I was trying to figure out, I had to go to the grocery store after church. John had to take Jack to football practice. So I was trying to figure out, okay, we're going to need snacks for the Super Bowl. I haven't been to the grocery store. What am I going to do? Well, my friend who sits behind me, how you doing, Brandy Carbon? <laughs> anyway, she was like, hey, um, we can go. We can sit. Patrick can take you to the grocery store. You know, he'll stay in the car with me. Or you run in. I was like, it's not that big. Like, I'll figure it out. And so I did. I figured it out. Instead of saying, yes, I will accept that help. Thank you. We figured it out. Caroline's cart. We had Caroline's cart. You know, we made it work. But... Patrick would have loved it. Patrick would have And that's that's probably how John is a little different than I am in that he lets people in to help that way when sometimes I sometimes it's just easier to do it yourself, you mm-hmm. know? Because I fear that meltdown or I fear that worst um, case scenario. The worst case scenario. Yeah. The, my best is whenever a, a new guy gets in the truck or we get in the truck with a new guy and I'm like, "Hey, I'm just going to run into the store real quick, just sit here with her. And, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then right before I close the door, I'll be like, if you smell poop, just, <laughs> just, um, you'll have to change her or something. I'll be right back. And I run out and you just see the eyes get real big. And I'm like, just and kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, because that's really like not a, kidding. That's it's a, a good guy's chance. worst fear. Yeah. Is it the worst? I think we've discussed. Yeah, that that's not, not for this. But second. yeah, so it's hard as parents to accept the help. But you've got to. And I'm getting better. I am getting better. But the boys are... So when we go back to like talking about the boys and, you know, having them, I really think they are just a gift. And, you know, it's a balance of... I don't want to put this on them. So I never... I don't have the expectation like, hey, someday, like, this is going to... She's going to be all yours. So you're going to have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I really think that God will soften their heart or their wife's heart. And I think it'll work out. And see, it's funny. We had this conversation... When we were standing in the driveway a couple weekends ago, and you're like, do you ever feel like bad? I'm like, no, because, you know, we didn't choose this, but they didn't choose it either. You know, so we're all in this together. Some kids have to mow the yard or some kids have to weed eat or some kids have to do the laundry. You know, our boys may not do all the chores, but they have to do a lot of things. Right. Um, And so that's just kind of where we have to find that happy balance because Obviously, we weren't made to do it ourselves. That's why God created our family dynamic. So, yeah, we all pitch in and we all help. And, you know, Slater, I know you don't like to do it, but you need to sit here and play ball with Mabry for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he'll count how many bounces he has to do, but he does it, you know, because he knows, like, that's, I get to be in this family. And it's easier for us to ask them than it is for us to ask someone else. 
Yes. So it's so if if a, if a girlfriend dropped by and she's like, "What can I do to help?" You would never say, "Could you bounce this ball with her for fifty bounces?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, and she wouldn't count probably. That's right. But one of the sweetest. This is just an example. One of the sweetest days was when my neighbor um, said, "Hey, I have to drive so and so and so to a place. It may be an hour and a half. Would maybe like to ride." Yes, like Mabry was already ringing the doorbell. Like, is she still on the phone? Already it was ringing like, the doorbell. Uh, yes, John is in your driveway right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just like, ah, uh, you know. So that's a creative way. That's huge. You know, she didn't have to take her to the bathroom. She didn't have to feed her. But I did she put did, two two pull ups on her. Of just course, you put two pull ups. John's the king of the pull ups. But here, but but you know, that's like a really tangible way that you could help another family. You know of. That she had to do it anyways. Mm. So just offer. You should see your face light up when you tell that story. Like when you tell that story, like when you, when she says it, you're like, you literally like, yes, yes, yes. you get me. You Please. get what works for us. Because Thank guess you. what I did in that hour and a half? I laid on the couch and I took a nap, which I'm really good at. <laughs> I am the napping it's queen. It's one of your strengths. It is. It's, it's my on spirit, your strength finder. It's my spiritual gift. So we've talked a lot about Ella and how uh, raising Ella and how your boys relate to her and um, are in relationship with her. What do you see as Ella gets older? Do you and Joe have a plan or do you foresee a dream for her future? Is it funny that like I could sit here and say like when she was born, I'm so glad we didn't get a huge picture of what it would look like long term. And when she was one, you know, we only knew this much. And when she was, she seized for about four years, kind of in the middle um, when she was really sick and we didn't know what that would look like long term. Um, And, you know, she's 13 now. She goes into high school for the first time next, next year, The, the exact same high school that John and I went to. And I feel like I cannot look at her life further than the next four years of high school. I feel like, and high school, they asked. So they've asked us this year in eighth grade, um, what are your expectations for her? Um, our school district will hold them until the age of 21 or the year they turn 21. Um, so Ella's got more than just four years of high school to go. Um, there's an, you know, the options of day programs and, and an adult help um, systems and things like that. And I really think because this has changed so much in just, you know, the almost 14 years we're at now, I cannot imagine making a decision that would affect her five years from now where I'm like, I don't, will she be sick again? Right. Will we make huge progress? Three years ago, we started building a house that was handicap accessible for her. And we have, we way underestimated the child. Uh, we did not put up safety gates. We did, way opened up the house, which now I'm like, I wish we were a little more, the house is a little more split up than it is. Um, we had no idea what to expect, even just three years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a very popular question. Um, I'll say this. There's no reason Ella can't live till she's 60 or 70. So there's oh, yeah. no, she has no medical conditions at this point. She has no, um, nothing that stops her from living a completely full, long life. She may outlive us all. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't that just be? Well, because there's not a lot of stress. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, so she very well, that's really similar to John's Aunt Nancy, who is 75, and she still might outlive us all. No just, gray hair. She has no gray hair. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a child. I mean, there's a childlike quality to Ella that I'm like, well, she may just have that childlike quality forever. And, um, and there's just no reason to, to, at this point to say, well, you know, her heart can only handle this much or her kidneys can only last this much or her lungs. She just has no actual medical issues at this point. Mm -hmm. And so I really think that as long as Joe and I can keep her at home my husband is so madly in love with her that from the second she came out and she was healthy, um, he just fell in love with her. And you can see it in a picture right there in the delivery room. And I can't imagine him ever turning her over to anybody else. And we've talked about this. Like, no one will ever do it as well as I do. Sure. No one will ever change her the way I do or bathe her the way I do or just, you know, boss her around the way I do. Mm-hmm. Like, even therapists, I'm like, there's very, we have a couple now because they've been with us for a long time, but most people come in so gentle and sweet with her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you could make her do something, that'd be awesome. She's going to walk all over you. All over. Yeah. So I think we're spending the first two years of high school just actually getting the teachers acclimated to the fact like, oh, she's able to do more than she's showing uh-huh. us. Um, and so I just, I can't imagine putting her in a facility um, at this point in the game. Yeah. Um. But that's not to say it won't happen. Um, God has been so gracious to us that kind of like saving up for the boys' colleges, we've kind of saved up for Ella, but we think it's more for a live-in mm-hmm. at some point when we're too physically um, incapable of managing her that we would have a live-in at some point. Um, I mean, we're in our 40, early 40s, and so we're like, we really need to get stronger. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> the bigger she gets and the heavier she gets, the more we're like, we really should probably work out with weights. Yeah. We probably need a trainer. Like we probably need to buff up a little bit. We're going to start running with John, not running with no. John. But Someone asked me the other day when I was going to start running with John. And I said, when he figures out how to push two of those strollers. <laughs> Can I get a double stroller? Yes. And I said, but instead of dum-dums feeding me dum-dums, I'm going to need uh, waffle fries. <laughs> so when saying that, you know, John and I were very much the same way of imagining her always living with us and always being with us because that's your dream for your little girl, you know? Um, and then uh, the past couple of years have kind of shifted our thinking, not that she won't live with us, but what is she going to do all day? And what is she going to, how is she going to find joy and how is she going to find purpose? Well, I think what y'all do um, with the um, hypotherapy, blue sky, mm-hmm. um, and what I see happen so more and more around DFW area is really that places are trying to go, let's come up alongside these parents and let's offer something the kids want to, or the adults mm-hmm. want to do. They're no longer kids at that point. I mean, they may have childlike attitudes and personalities and meltdowns, but they're adults. Mm-hmm. So let's give them something they want to do. Let's give them a craft. The mercantile at yeah. Blue Sky is amazing. I called and asked for more of something one time. Uh, it was <laughs> like, everybody de- needs and this. And they deliver. In a splash. Um, but I think, like, I've seen that a few times. We have ornaments on our tree from different places that mm-hmm. um, that people send us. They're like, oh, we have this, you know, facility in town. that The adults all make these ornaments. Can I send you one? Yes, please. We would love it. And so I've gotten ornaments from different places um you know because people want to support these adults and they're like who do i send another you know teddy bear ornament to and so i think we are becoming a society that no longer insists you know puts these kids in institutes or institutions and they don't put them in asylums anymore Mm -hmm. and they really go okay how do you function in society do you do data entry does that work well for your your physical skill set and your mental skill set do you 
Um, can you make pottery? There's yeah. a place, you know, here local that does pottery. There's so many different things that I think um, you can go, okay, I can find something yeah. that works for my kids. In the least restrictive environment. I think that's so important to remember in that, is home the least restrictive environment for Mabry? Probably. Right. Yeah. But how do we fulfill her wants, her needs, her, and still continue to grow um, and push her to yeah. do more? And honestly, have a little bit of sanity away. Well, and it's hugely important because I, I say it every day. I'm the oldest 42-year-old <laughs> you'll ever meet. And it's because we've lived almost... And I've seen this study before. I think we've talked about it before to where moms of special needs, they did this study have, and I don't know all, I'll have to find the article, but it showed that moms of special needs have similar PTSD um, characteristics or brain waves or brain functions, something like that as of a combat soldier. Well, that makes perfect sense to me. I mean, I have not seen war, but I have called 911 over 20 times in the middle of the night while I thought my daughter was dying. Yeah. So you do feel like you have seen things you don't, you know, I, there were years where Joe never slept solid through a night mm-hmm. because we were listening with one ear at mm-hmm. all times for her to start seizing. Um, and so, I mean, I've gone to the ER, yes, a few times with the boys, but more than any parent should ever go to. In 18 years of having a child, we've gone to the ER and spent nights in hospitals more than any typical parents that yeah. we know. So I And you've wrestled your child to the yes. ground more times than any parent should ever. Because you kind of get through the terrible twos and terrible threes and all the hard things. And, and y'all still live that 15, you know, 17 years later. Mm-hmm. So I think... And you're wrestling someone that's bigger and stronger than you. Yeah. So I think when you think of it that way, that you've done the hard things for longer seasons and with a bigger person. And there's no, there's no end in sight. It's not like you go, okay, I love it when parents are like, I can't wait till all my kids are out of the house. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> about that. Yeah. How does that look? And again, it's a choice we make, right? To hold on to her as long as we can um, to do what's right for her, which may not feel right. You know, it may not feel like the happiest, you know, thing for us if we have to put her somewhere that can really take care of her better. Yeah. Um, it may not feel good, um, but it may feel right. Mm-hmm. Like she's really at that place. Um, and so I just think like, okay, God, right now put the desire in somebody's heart to, to open something that looks good for Ella mm-hmm. and then start now with their 5013C and, and, and yeah. start now with all the progress so that by the time we get there, it's ready. Yeah. It's local to us. We can get there easily. It works well for her where she is in that season. And that these people have a, that you're already putting a desire in the therapist's heart and in the volunteer's heart now. Yeah. So that when we're ready for it, it's completely ready to go. That's right. And it's similar to what John and I, we don't know what after 21 looks like. We don't know. I mean, our plan is for Mabry to live here, but we don't know that. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, one of us could get sick or, you know, we don't know. Mm -hmm. That's just the unknown. But what we do know, regardless if she lives here or if she lives somewhere else, she's going to need something to do. Mm -hmm. And so that's why a couple years back, I was like, hey, there's nothing out there. Let's create it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so... Sometimes we just have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and create that place and go do the work 
you know? And so that's what my dream is that it'll be there right. when she's ready for it. Because right now she has zero use for it. Yeah. Zero use for Blue Sky. So, Andrea, we've got listeners that are hearing you right now. And maybe there's some moms that... We hope someone's listening. <laughs> there's at least 2 million listeners right now. 2 million? Or 200. How you doing, 200? <laughs> or two moms. Yeah. <laughs> two, yeah, two moms, two grandmas. How you doing, Re- at Lois and Karen? So, we've got moms listening right now who maybe are in the early stages of a brand new diagnosis. Maybe they haven't even received a diagnosis yet, but they've got that fear they're going through those early, early, early days. Maybe and they're in the NICU right now. They're listening to you and they're hearing joy and positivity and um, a, a happy story, not a sad story. What advice do you have for those moms right now that can help them get here? I think turn off your phone, turn off social media, um, stop Googling. Except for this podcast. Except only this podcast. Do things that fill your cup. Do things that lift you up, that go that that meet you where you are. But just don't try to look five years down the road. Don't try to figure out what does this look like with the next kid. Um, be here right now. Listen to what the doctor says next. Um, go to the next appointment. Go to the next school event. You know, it, you know, Ella's an eighth grader in choir and it she does not sing. She does not talk. Um, she stares at the other girls while they sing in their choir performance, but she's in her choir dress, in her wheelchair, on stage, and we're figuring it out. And I just think like, you know, there's so much around the next right thing that as a parent of someone with special needs, sometimes you just can only do the next right thing. Sometimes the next right thing is going and getting yourself a snack. Sometimes the next right thing is sharing that snack with your child. Um, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's really just eating it all by yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's doing the next thing. The next thing may be putting that appointment, finally calling that doctor and putting that appointment on the calendar that you've been dreading. It may be, um, you know, sitting down and talking to your spouse and saying, this is where it hurts. And this is where I'm sad. And this is where I'm disappointed. It may just be getting in your closet and yelling at God and saying, this isn't fair, Mm. but you get to do the next right thing. And then you get to dust yourself off and wipe all your tears and wash your face and say, okay, we can do the next thing. The next thing is, you know, getting them on the school bus in the morning, which is sometimes hard, but then you get to breathe the second afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes the next thing is getting through the therapy appointment that's just painful because it's all the disappointments you don't want to acknowledge, but you also know you're doing the right thing for your kid and that you can see the progress years later, not maybe the next day. Um, it's just doing the next thing because the next thing makes it worth it. Mm. I mean, it, you know, it may be that a year later you see the progress and you go, Oh, all those therapy appointments, they were worth it. Oh, that doctor's appointment where I got to talk about the things no one else understands that was worth it. Like it's all, you know, worth it because you get to see progress over time. I just think it's interesting when you, when you stay in, the the hard thing long enough you get to see all the places that you have grown all the places your child has grown your spouse your the siblings your extended family like it's amazing to see um how this can change the lives of the people around you would you pick it again no 
would if you, if God got to do this a different way and tell the same story through someone else's story, fine, please pick somebody else. Mm-hmm. If he chooses not to, you know, heal Ella tomorrow, then that's his choice. And I get to do the next right thing with Ella and not waller in the pain of what could have been. It's just what is. It's powerful. Gosh, moving on to the next question. Those were good words. What is something that has been a game changer for you? Not just, not for Ella, not for your family, but for you. Did you know you can build your kids' Nike shoes? My boys are thrilled. Did we do this? We did, but I don't think we ever ordered them. I remember building them for Jack. I don't think we ordered them. Oh, my boys are obsessed with building them, so they will build them for hours. Oh, yeah. And so I found one of Will's that he built, and we'd actually built it together. Like, how about this? Oh, this would be cool. And I ordered them for him for his birthday, and so they're a half a size too big, which is perfectly fine when his foot's still growing. And... He is so proud of these shoes and they are this, they're not that, no, they're not as expensive as I thought they were. You know what? I remember what it is now because we designed them and they didn't come. He was so, they didn't have kid sizes. They didn't have kid sizes. That's right. Now he's an adult. Which, if you're going to design shoes, shouldn't kids be able to order kid sizes? Except by the time they come in the mail, they'll have outgrown them. It's true. How long did it take for him to come in? Not long. I thought it was going to take a lot longer, like less than a couple of weeks. So something similar to that, if you don't have a sportsy person, which we have one sportsy and one not so sportsy. So there is also something called storyjumper.com. Slater wrote a book on the computer, put it all together. Then he was able to order his, you can order paperback or hardback. And so he does tell everybody he's a published author. Because he is. And we'll put that in the show notes. Because it, it is so cool. So that was, that's kind of a game changer. Because That like, is. Holy moly, that was fun. Something that the boys get to do. Yeah. And, and love. And isn't that so important? Like to still get to do things that are like, this is yours. This isn't yeah. about her. This isn't about our craziness of our life or having to make a sacrifice or something. Yeah. You get to pick out a pair of shoes, design them the way you want to, yeah. order them. They're yours. They have your initials on them or your book. Yeah. And I think my youngest would actually love the book. So. That's so cool. Game changer. Game changer. Okay. Andrea, so, thank you so, so much. So as we wrap up, I want to share my two highlights from our time with you. And both of them are highlights. The first is that you still talk to me after being <laughs> a jerk. Even though our stories don't line up, I love how they played out. And so I'm so glad that we're connected and y'all connected and the three of us are connected because we value the relationship. And One day watching. we'll get Joe in here too. Yeah. And, and being able to live alongside you guys in such a similar spot has just been very therapeutic for us. So that's one of my highlights. The second highlight is the advice that you gave to moms, to new moms, and specifically the story of... Ella in the eighth grade choir. I got goosebumps because I love that. I mean, that's what we are so about is that inclusion and making them, um, uh, having them do what everybody else their age is doing. Because it may not necessarily benefit Ella, but she's there for somebody. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean. So good job, mama. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that story. Would it have been easier to stay home instead of go to the choir concert? Oh, yes. And she, and she actually gets the option. Everybody else, it's a grade. Yeah. The teacher always says, now, just so y'all know, and there's a couple of the girls, y'all have the option to come. And I'm like, no, 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 no. She's going to look adorable in her choir dress. <laughs> She's going to have so much fun. And I'll be honest, she has a girl in eighth grade that wheels her up and around and does the does Ella. 
as a, as her buddy, mm-hmm. um, and the girl has a beautiful singing voice, and she, as an eighth grader, is getting to be a part of this story. And, and I just think it's a benefit to her. No, the impact that that has in the people on stage, on Ella, on you, on your boys, on the people that are watching, on people that are listening to that story right now, the impact of Ella in eighth grade choir. I love that so much. It's so, the thank next you for right sharing. thing. It is the next right thing. Thank you, Andrew. We can't wait to have you back. Absolutely. I'm excited. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Andrea. Come back next week as we sit down with one of our longtime friends and one of my college roommates, Joey Lankford. You will not want to miss that conversation. We need your help as we prepare for episode number six. We're going to discuss some of the highlights from the first five episodes, and we're going to answer questions from you, the listener. What do you want to know? You can send us those questions through Instagram at agayhart or at Gayhart. If Instagram isn't your thing, you can email us at johnandamy at totallyworthitpodcast.com. So send us your highlights, send us your questions, we'll compile them, we'll spend that episode discussing, and as always, wherever you listen to your podcast, please subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review. It'll help more people hear our podcast, and it might be because of you that somebody gets encouraged. We need your help. Thank you, guys.